Hello, hashtag OCB family, and welcome. It's week 192. I'm Aaron Mark, here with my co-host, Jason Complexity, who will share something that's significant about the number two for him. I think you were saying you would do something like thriller or something like that. Yeah, and um actually um um sorry um one of the things i actually didn't realize at first was that thriller actually was released in 82 and since i wasn't born until 83 i didn't know but <laughs> Yeah, eighty-two is apparently the yeah. Even though, all right, granted, the twenty-fifth anniversary album came out the same year I turned twenty-five, so I didn't get that. <laughs> it was probably like a twenty-fifth anniversary of the video thriller which might have come out in 1983. Yay, 83. All right. Anyway, uh, I will pass it on to you for our music selections for the week, Basic Complexity. This week, I'm going to do the new school song first. So the new school song, and it's, around the age of being considered new school is um Beyonce with her husband Jay-Z and they yes I know they've done countless songs together but this song is called Drunk in Love. Yeah so, like I said, I know it's right at the age of being considered new school because it is like 10 years ago. But yeah. <laughs> what I'll say about that is isn't that that song that um, she talked about? Lewinskying the dress, Monica Lewinskying her dress or something. And if so, I, I remember when it, it's amazing how people will try to dogpile you when, when they think they see a moment of weakness, but Beyonce was like, no bitch. But um, when Monica Lewinsky saw that Beyonce was backing up on the Kelly's thing, it was like, fuck it take her off the um, album credits. I, I I don't need it. You know, Monica Lewinsky was like, well, while you're in the business of making changes, you should make changes to that song, Drunken Love, and take off the Monica Lewinsky me part. And clearly it didn't happen. But, but, but that was so ridiculous because at this point, how many times Platinum has that album gone? Like, I'm sure... sure Everybody has the original copy, and that was a mm, that was like right. 
after digital music was the exclusive thing. Like all of that say, people were still kind <laughs> of buying CDs then, a little bit, a Whoa. little bit, you know? So it's yeah. like, to try to be like, Beyonce, take that off, girl. And <laughs> Beyonce was like, no. Um, anyway, but um, cool. So my uh, new song is coming from 2018's Mayo, the song Orbit. And Mayo is the, the song Orbit from the album Saturn. And she is a producer and she runs her own record label. She's cool. All right. Now, in that song, she has a line where she's like, you remind me of a love that I once knew. He, you remind me of love who outgrew me too. He outgrew me. He released me into orbit. And I, I think about uh, I'm honest with you all at hashtag first TV, right? So um I, I I think about the dude who I was like, we've been off and on dating since my early 30s, his early 40s, blah blah blah. But I think that he officially released me into orbit. And it, it's so interesting because and it, 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 it's interesting how, how things work because there's a special 1983 baby who um, was right there, right there. And I was like, baby, he released me, but he released me into orbit. He was like, he released you into orbit? <laughs> anyway, but um, whatever. Another thing I wanted to say, I, I almost cried thinking about that lyric because I, I, I remember in listening to that song and the whole He Released Me Into Orbit, like, I used to love, like, dancing to songs and stuff, you know, in, in like, rhythm and what have you. I, I, I never, I don't think I was ever a great dancer, but you know, I, I I enjoy shaking my groove thing, right? And I, I remember as I was uh, playing that song, I pushed myself up from my walker so I could stand up for a minute. And it like made me cry because I was like, I never envisioned that my that there'd be a, any point in my life that I'm having to push myself up from a walker. Hmm. And, and that was, was hard. And like you said, I, I cried. Now, anyway, I, um, I, I see that I, I put a little farther notes here, but um, my older song is none other than 1991's song by Freddie Mercury featuring Queen, the show, well, no, uh, Freddie Mercury is the singer, the lead singer of Queen. You know, Freddie Mercury and Queen, the show must go on. And that has been my slogan since college, honestly. 
And I, I, I remember I was the executive producer at uh, Glasshouse Radio. Well, one of the executive producers. It, it, it was a, a cute position, but um, at Glasshouse Radio. And the professor who was in charge of Glasshouse Radio at Howard University, she was like, I don't care who misses a show, who's not there as the executive producer, you must make sure that the show must go on, period. The show must go on. And that's been my mantra since then. And a few years post-graduation, my uncle actually introduced me to that song by Freddie Mercury. And uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen, the show must go on. And I just love that song. Show must go on. Like, yes, like that, that, that's, it's a mantra of mine. The show must go on. Based the complexity, what's your older song, my friend? All right, so my older song is by the, well, to some formerly well-known group, High Five. And the song is called Never Should've Let You Go. That song was part of the soundtrack to Sister Act 2, which believe I'm guessing came out in 93 or 92, one or the other. I would ask Alex, we know who Alex is. <laughs> I would ask Alex, but um, I'm in a different room. But um, wow, that would be wild if Sister Act 2 came out in 92, because I, I always like, oh my God. 92 would have been like, oh my gosh, that's, that was a big year. Because <laughs> not only would that have been Sister Act 2, which was a hugely successful movie, and I remember enjoying it very much. And <laughs> Lauren Hill was in that. Um, yes. Tanya Blunt. Um, the um, guy who was the lead singer of, of the group uh, um, um, that had the song Caramel. Um, yeah. Um, huh. City High, yes, yes. You know, so not only that, but also 92 is the year that my favorite female singing group, SWV, debuted. And 92 is the year that Whitney Houston just completely changed the entire music industry when she released her album. Well, when she released the soundtrack to the movie Bodyguard by releasing Bodyguard. It was an outstanding year. It was an outstanding year to be nine years, to become nine years old, right? Like, like we were definitely not old enough to be like, oh, you know, oh, this year right now, like not at that time, but we can um, reminisce. Anyway, based the complexity, are you ready to get this show on the road, my friend? Oh, I, I, I'll go ahead and read this. So the uh, topics for the week, hashtag changes, hashtag bathroom police, 
Hashtag hating on. Hashtag aggress passively. Basic complexity. Are you ready to get this show on the road, my friend? Yeah. Um. One other thing. It's really kind of pointless to mention, but I guess just for for me personally, ninety two. I guess was kind of uh said out. Yeah, it was mainly eight, but still, um, that was the year in uh, now, no, difficult it was, but my family did a huge family reunion, and really? not easy at all. You know, it, it, it's funny you bring that up. Um, side note, Black and Blessed on YouTube has actually posted some uh, comments for us. Can I put it on the screen? Yay. Yeah. Thank you, Black and Blessed. There it is. And he posted a second comment. I personally would love to be a part of your platform within the next Absolutely. A absolutely. We we'll talk, Frank. Definitely. All right. So, yeah, I, I seem to remember my family had a, a big uh, family reunion around, around that same time as well. Because I, I, all I know is that I was young. It was in Ohio. Anyway, but um, so are we ready to get the show on the road, my friend? Yeah, let's go. One and two. Hashtag changes at Maria Ferrer Curves. Hashtag Verse TV 192A. Are you ready? Okay, let's do this. Put a finger down if you know what a Sega is. Put a finger down if you remember buying four bags of chips for $1. Put a finger down if you remember blowing on your Nintendo game cartridge just for it to work. Put a finger down if you've ever been to Blockbuster. Put a finger down if you've ever used a landline phone. Put a finger down if you know what a cassette player is. Put a finger down if you've ever used the yellow pages or white pages. Put a finger down if you've ever used a VCR player. Put a finger down if you've ever wore red and green glasses just to watch a 3D movie. And put a finger down if you've ever used a disposable camera. Are you ready? All right. So I'll go, go first. And what we're doing with this one, we'll go a back and forth. So of each of our three that we selected, I'll do my first, you'll do your first, I'll do my second, you'll do your second, I'll do my third, you'll do your third. All right? All right. So my first, first I, I wanted to say for the, and yeah, we don't really need a timer because we're going back and forth like that. <laughs> first, my initial reaction, I, I will state, that the on-screen text 
shading us a little bit, shading us early millennials just a little bit. No, I'm kidding. But the on-screen text was, we old now challenge. That's a part of the we old now challenge. Because we ain't kids anymore, right? Anyway, so my first one, not to start off political or anything, but I think it's a dang shame that we just accept that with inflation, uh, succeeding generations, the following generations just won't be able to get 25 cent chips, you know? But the generations before us were probably like 25 cents for some chips. What you talking about? I paid 10 cents, you know? And, and, and that's just an unfortunate reality of inflation, you know? And kids nowadays will be like 25 cents for chips you must be old because my chips are a dollar twenty-five. But it, anyway, basic complexity. What's your first one? My <clears throat> just want to be sure I get this right. My first one, and <laughs> bless my age, but um, first one was definitely. And I have firsthand experience going into a Nintendo cartridge to basically get it to work. Um, if having to do that countless times. I remember having to do that countless times as a kid. So, yeah, that was just that. All right. Now, I I, I, I feel badly that my second one will seem like it's debunking what you're saying. I, I, I'm, we all blew in those cartridges, right? But... Allegedly, well, not allegedly, but PBS, uh, PBS Digital Studios show said, oh, right, PBS Digital Studios has a show called It's Okay to Be Smart, and in that show, they debunked that not blowing, that blowing it into the um, device might actually cause damage to it because the reason it would work is not because we blew into it or slammed it down hard because I, I, I remember we, we would think that as well like blow into it and then push it really hard like kind of into the Nintendo and they explained that that's not what made it work it was really just coincidental because um, the way that it, Nintendo was designed the um, connections would sometimes short and not form the connection necessary to start the game. But by us, we, we would blow into it a lot and then try it again, blow into it a lot and try again. But really the only thing that was allowing it to work is the fact that we were trying it so many different times, just again and again and again. And eventually it made the necessary connection. All right. Basic complexity. Um, 
So your last one, uh, huh. yeah, no, no, your second one. You're on the second one. All right. Yeah. Um, right after that. Oh, yes. All right. For me, at least being younger, it was definitely a big thing. Um, the fact that, well, I don't even know if it still exists, but the um, Blockbuster Studios. I I have no idea if that still exists anywhere. But um, yeah, it was really it was the highlight of any kid wanting to. Um, any kid with the game they wanted to play. So basically you would run a game. That was pretty much that. And it was cool. Oh, oh, all right. Now I personally did not choose um, any blockbuster things for myself, but I did, um, since you brought up Blockbuster, before I get into my third one, I'll <laughs> say that um, Blockbuster was, was one of those companies that it's like, when it was riding its high horse, like when it was on the top, it was like, F everybody on the bottom, we gonna make this money. We gonna make this money, bitch, bring me my money, F you. We are at the top. We are at the top. That's it. So I I hate to say this because at the end of the day, there are real people who lost employment because of the downfall of Blackbuster Video. But yeah. outside of the fact that real people lost their jobs, I feel seeing Blackbuster Video go down was like a... Uh, all right, girl. Yes. And, uh, oh, we, we. yes. Oh, oh, all right. All right. Black and blessed. Black and blessed agrees. He's like, Blockbuster was definitely a highlight for me and my family the very few times we went. Oh, so, sorry. So he was actually agreeing with you. So, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, and Blockbuster video was great. You know, it, it was definitely great. You know, it it did some great things. And I I used to love going to Blockbuster Video. I, I remember it was Blockbuster Video where we rented a, uh, what was it called? Nintendo Game Virtual, virtual Boy. I, I think that's what it was called. The virtual uh, Nintendo game that like you sit on the table and you put it on and you see it like that. Anyway, whatever, <laughs> oh, okay. So my third thing in closing for me, and then we'll go back to you for your third thing, basic complexity. My right. third thing is maybe it's just my experience, but I never, ever, ever, ever called it a VCR player. 
what was that all about? A VCR player? I it, it's just a VCR. That's all it ever was in my circles. Just a VCR. VCR stands for video cassette recorder. So that's effective <laughs> enough. Video cassette recorder. VCR. You know, I don't know. Um, let's see. For me, it was about the bringing the family together. But as a kid, I used to try just sneak into the porn section. Yeah, it, it, it did have a porn section. I, I, I remember um, our, our friends at, um, I, I, I don't remember what podcast it was, but they were talking about it. Oh, no, surface level podcast. Yeah, and they, they were talking about um, sneaking into the porn section because that was a thing. And I guess that's a thing that kids just won't get nowadays. Like they'll just have to stick to looking <laughs> looking it up on their phone with, with the rest of the adults <laughs> who, who pull up porn on their phone. Anyway, but um, basic complexity, what's your third one? And then we'll do our one sentence thing. Yeah, all right. So my third thing in who, <laughs> was at least to me it was a big deal some would sound like this ancient now but a landline phone i'm talking about before uh cell phones started to pop off like yeah landline phones were the it factor and really nothing could compare. Like for those of us of the age to remember the landline phones, nothing ever talked when you were on the phone getting into a heated argument with someone and then you just slammed the Phone hung That that was a big thing that it meant a lot. Absolutely, and, and that's something that uh, because it, it doesn't quite have the same uh, effect to be like, man, click, you know, but back in the day. <laughs> Because everybody in the house, if anybody was in the house, everybody in the house would know that somebody was upset that by the sound of that phone going down. Uh, anyway, but yeah, yeah. Yes, it went down with force. Exactly, slam it down with force, correct. You just slammed it down. All right. Now, my one sentence talking about uh, being the age that we are, the one sentence about our age, <laughs> my sentence is our sub-generation of a sub-generation, also known as the Oregon Trail generation, which <laughs> mixes some Gen X and some Gen Y, we got to learn analog, then switch to digital. Yay! 
And I feel that special. Basic complexity, your one sentence. I would definitely say that during that during that period of time, uh, I guess Jane Wire or Millennials, whatever, um, it was very telling time when you could tell there was a definitely a shift going on. Like we weren't quite Gen X, we were almost Gen X, but not quite. We definitely are not Gen uh, Y, Gen Z. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the, oh, were you finished? Sorry. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, Gen Y technically overlaps with millennial. So we, we are millennials and we are Gen Y. Gen yeah. Y starts in 1980, and I think they said it goes up to like 2000, but millennial is like 1982 up to the year 1995, 96. You know, uh, it, it's wild, it's wild. But um, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wanted to say a, a friend of mine, I, I, I remember he's a, a, seven, a late 70s baby. And um, I remember when we were younger, he, he would be like, oh, poor baby, you just a baby, you a little baby. And I'd be like, what do you mean? We're both in the same generation. And he'd be like, we are not in the same generation. I think that, and I'd be like, what do you mean? I'm Gen X just like you. Because, you know, uh, Beavis and Butthead was cool and they were proud Gen Xers and all of that stuff. I was like, I'm Gen X just like you. And he's like, you are not Gen X. I think that they're calling your generation something like millennial or whatever. And I'm like, well, whatever. But anyway, anyway, it, it, it's cool. All right. So are we ready for the next topic? Yeah. Hashtag bathroom police at Ray William Johnson. Hashtag verse TV 192B. Okay, try not to freak out over this one. You're denying my friend access to the bathroom, right? Why am I not able to use the bathroom? Why? So what the hell is going on here? She got these women in a bar, and this woman is, I guess, policing the bathroom. She appears to be anti-trans, and she is pointing to the woman's side. Now, I don't know if the woman being denied is actually trans. Okay, you're not gonna stop someone from being trans by policing where their turds go. Man, let customers use the bathroom. What are you doing? Who cares if they're trans or not? What, are you gonna pull down their pants and see if they have a d Especially because the bathroom appears to be single occupancy. Alright, you ready for my most controversial opinion ever? All public restrooms should be unisex. Oh! Fight me. Fight me. Oh. Um, I, I just wanted to add, B Black and Blessed uh, brought up another comment. 
he said, um, you just reminded me about the part in Waiting to Exhale when Robin hung the phone up on Bernadine's husband's side, on Bernadine's husband's side piece. All right for referencing the Waiting to Exhale stuff. You better, yes. All right. And um, all right. So after hearing this, um, the woman has absolutely um, no control over over the bathroom. Just she ain't got that kind of power. Um, and especially if it's a single occupancy bathroom, then what you gonna do with that? <laughs> what you gonna freaking leave? I just don't get it. Um, if in that case, I'm sorry, in that case, there's absolutely a, I'm sorry, there's absolutely no valid, I keep losing myself, no valid cause um, for policing a toilet. <laughs> like, really, who cares? Um, for fixing a toilet. Um, also fully agree with him. And I maybe I just take that damn man right here. Um, also fully agree with him. Um, when he said that she is going to do check a woman's, I'm sorry, what is she going to do? Check a woman's privates? I don't get that. Um, basically, what I got um, between my legs is none of anyone's business. There you go. Yeah. I will say that this is a prime example of a problem with the whole trans bathroom debate. And I'm reminded of a connection of mine. I'm reminded of a YouTube video that I saw somewhat recently where a dude was proudly explaining, I, I, I don't re remember exactly what dude. It might've been um, the conservative, ridiculous, yet beautiful Andrew Young, I think is his name. But um, talking about how he saw someone explain that he has good empirical evidence 
why people should not be able to choose their pronouns. And I, cool. Andrew Tate, that's his name. And um, I was, I eventually had to turn it off. He's nice to look at, but I, I had to turn it off. And I feel that this is our slippery slope because the world is already ridiculous to women, ridiculous for women and disrespectful and all of that. And now any vigilante can adversely affect anyone they desire that they are just like, oh, you don't dress like a, and, and this is where we could go. You don't dress like a woman, so you should not be allowed to use the woman's restroom. I don't think you're a woman, so you should not be allowed to use the woman's restroom. And it's like, what? And you're not woman enough. What is woman enough? You know? And I... I that the next thing would be something like requiring all women, like in order to prove that you're a woman, to be able to use this public restroom, all women must be wearing a, a bustier underneath their ankle length dress with some house heels, you know? And, and it's, it, it, it just comes down to misogyny because you don't really hear that issue at quite, it's not equal to the same degree that you hear it when it comes to trans women as with trans men. Mm. So it's really all just fun, different ways of disguising misogyny, which is awful. And I remember one time using a, I, I was in DC using a public restroom that was unisex. And I, I think that was cool. And I agree what he said that all public restrooms should be unisex. I, I think that could work. All right, basic complexity, you went first. So now it's time for your one sentence, my friend, unless you want a one minute plus the one sentence. <clears throat> I don't need, there we go, was looking for I don't need, um, uh, one minute per se. Um, Black and Blessed uh, said he's he's got to go. He said, "Take care, gentlemen. Enjoyed. Thank you, friend. All right. And uh, one sentence. Yes, basically, it's um, stop <laughs> interfering with someone's private." bathroom use in general, especially if it's a single occupancy, if it's single occupancy, then why do you care? <laughs> Either way. Now, my one sentence, I'll say, with this ridiculous bathroom debate, we are on a judgmental slippery slope with women's rights. And I hope that we all wake up and pull together righteously. Boom. All right.
Now, are we ready for the next topic? And I'll go first for the next um, one, and you'll go first for the last one. Are we cool with that? Uh, really quick, before you say something about that, um, just one other thing I wanted to add. Like you said, kind of want to celebrate slow. And some people aren't really looking at the entire situation. Like society in general, I, we've already, well, they have already um, on some level restricted abortion. So, I mean, doing a little too much trying to tell women what she can and cannot do with their own body. And we're disguising it in the form of making it a trans debate so people don't even see what's really happening right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a trans thing. So it's not a normal woman thing. It's a trans thing. But no, what it really is, is a woman's rights thing. Anyway. Oh, right. So are we ready now, basic complexity? Yes. Num letter C. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, AKA Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. One and two.